Welcome back, friends, philosophizers, and idiots alike. Everybody, welcome. Today, I've got with me a special guest, one of my lifelong friends, Mr. Jeb Schaefer. You can find him on the YouTube at Just Jeb Schaefer. He is a Christian Let's Player, plays some pretty great games. I highly recommend his uh, Batman Arkham Asylum and his Outlast series. Jeb, how you doing, my boy? Hey, Steven, how's it going? I'm hanging in there pretty well so far. I've, uh, things have been kind of weird lately. I don't know if you noticed, but it feels like, you know, the world uh, swallowed the entire bottle of stupid pills. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Yeah. Well, uh, before we got recording, I, I sent you an article to read uh, because I some of the times, sometimes people publish things that make you hit your head against the wall. You know, when you're like, you, you see an article for like, hey, here's some easy life hacks that'll change your life and then it's like and then it's like hey dude keep an ice scraper in your car if you live somewhere where there's snow yeah i i i still haven't gotten one of those and i we really (laughs) know like last time when it snowed i had to use a hanger but you know it worked (laughs) it worked I, I should invest in one, but... Probably I... should, dude. <laughs> Although, on that note, um, I, I would advise, uh, make sure that you're in an area that actually sells them. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I was needing one because we were starting to get some frost on our windshields. I went to two Walmarts, a Costco, and two gas stations, and could not find one at oh, all. no. So what I ended up doing was after asking the staff at the last gas station um, if they had any ice scrapers, they said that uh, if they weren't in this one area, so we just don't have them. Sorry. I said, well, that's nice one. No, my windows are going to frost tonight, so I need something. So I went over and I got this plastic tire stop. It's, it's basically just like a big wedge of plastic. I'm like, yeah, this will work. It didn't work. <laughs> Thank Instead, you for answering, because I was about to ask, did it work? But you it know, it did not work. What what I was hoping for is, you know, it's a, you know, it's a little like a, a like a little corner piece, and so it's got like this big old flat edge. So I was thinking, okay, so it, it's not perfect, but at least I can get a scrape along the flat edge. Well, you see, the flaw in my thinking is windshields are not flat. So what ended up happening is I had this tiny little streak where it scraped off fully and then a whole bunch of the rest of it where it just barely touched the ice. <laughs> so that, yeah. So make sure that wherever you are, it, you're, you're buying it from somewhere that actually gets frost and ice. So, you know, that way you're not wasting 40 minutes uh, scouring a Walmart looking for an ice scraper. Might I also recommend a card of some sort? I remember when my sisters used to drive me to school when we get frost up here, they would just use their credit cards. That does work. <laughs> that, that, I, yeah, that would work. That would work. Takes a while because of how small it is, but it works. <laughs> hey, look, all you need, all you really need are just the two little eye holes where you need to look. You're right. <laughs> just do the driver's side. The passenger side doesn't need to see exactly yeah you only have to do one window anyways exactly so anyways i I sent you i sent you this article because you know some of it was interesting and some of it kind of cracked me up a little bit Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, like there, there were some interesting ones in here. So the name of the article is uh, 26 mind-blowing psychology facts you never knew about people. And it's from the bright side. And, you know, the bright side's got a, a pretty cool channel and whatnot right. on YouTube. Um, but, I, you know, this is the first of their articles I read. And I read the first one. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Any friendship that was born in the period between 16 and 26 years of age is more likely to be robust and long-lasting. Which means uh, either you and I are an anomaly or we're screwed. I like to think both. (laughs) 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 Well, let's let's move on from that note to the rest of the article. (laughs) So I I found a couple of them that, uh, you know, after that one, you know, that's pretty interesting. I found a couple of them that made me want to put my head through a wall. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if they're <laughs> so uh, with the exception of number 15, don't say 15 yet, because we're going to get to 15. Were there any on this list that really like stood out to you as being kind of dumb to include in this article? Um, the, the one I didn't think was dumb. Okay. The one I didn't think was dumb, but that I found interesting was number four. Okay. The smarter the person, the smarter the person is, the faster he thinks, and the sloppier his handwriting is. And if anyone's seen my handwriting, <laughs> they know I have some garbage handwriting. So after reading that one, I was like, I must be pretty smart. Daggum, boy. <laughs> I feel like at the posting of this article, they were they 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 sent the uh they they clicked the send tab and they were like hey guys do you feel the world's self-esteem improving (laughs) oh oh number eight is also a good one (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay yeah so so number eight number eight is men are not funnier than women they just make more jokes not caring when other people like their humor or not that one spoke to me on a spiritual level (laughs) okay yeah so (laughs) okay so that second part is certainly true. That second part is also what makes the first part false. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. How many women do you think want a lead role in the Big Lebowski? I, I would say none of them. Yeah, I, th- th- I would think there's probably only a handful of women that would want to be in a movie like that. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. How many Tina Fey's are there in the world? I'm, I'm guessing one. Two to count. Yeah. Um, what's, her, what's her name? Tina's, Tina Fey's friend, uh, Leslie from Parks and Rec, because they're pretty much the same person. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, female comedians that are really good at self-deprecation humor. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it just comes across like, okay, so you're, you're picking the most minute thing about you uh, so that you don't feel terrible about yourself and so that you don't um, – so that you look good compared to other comedians like uh, right there like there's a couple of them that are on snl every once in a while i'm like ladies y'all are being way too nice to yourselves mm-hmm. uh, and then there's sometimes where they're trying to make fun of themselves and like man this is just sad yeah you hate yourselves gosh but when someone like when someone like tina fey does it it's absolutely hysterical yeah the woman is a pencil and Half of the jokes in 30 Rock are about her being fat. <laughs> uh, that's one I need to see. 
Oh, 30 Rock is so good, man. You need to check it out. Yeah, number eight was interesting, and I'm glad you pointed out number four. I was I was going to head over to number four myself. I think, personally, that the best section in this entire article goes from about number 14 through number 19. Personally, I think that is the most rich and comedy-perfect section in the entire article. So, like, number 14 is doing things that scare you will make you happier or just make you scared. I mean, adrenaline, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Let's put it this way. Not everything that scares you is a, a good experience. That's fair. That's fair. And here's here's a couple of them right here that paired together are pretty pretty interesting. Number seventeen: the happier we are, the less sleep we require. Uh, intelligent people tend to have less friends than the average person. The smarter person is, the more selective they become. Is number nineteen. Number sixteen: people who try to keep everyone happy often end up feeling the loneliest. So what I'm basically getting from this article is if you want to live a good life, don't care about being happy, don't sleep, and don't socialize. Yeah, Stephen, you know that's how things work? It is the way things work, apparently. Duh. Have you ever been to a normal college campus? Dude, I've never been to a normal anything. (laughs) Ah, right. cool. Yeah, yep, that's right, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Which brings us into... The beautiful number 15. I do not know what they were thinking when they wrote this. The average amount of time a woman can keep a secret is 47 hours and 15 minutes. Which is the proof of every stereotype that has ever been made about women ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they were watching the first 48 when they wrote this one. (laughs) (laughs) And it so happened to be an episode where the woman was the killer. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. All I can, all I can think of is just a couple of friends just sitting around. It's like, thank you for telling me that friend. I really appreciate it. By the way, only two days until your mom finds out you got chlamydia. (laughs) I mean, Personally, I feel like I'm a good secret keeper. Personally. You're a pretty good secret keeper. Am I good at wrapping gifts? No. You can attest to that. <laughs> I know But that. I never spoiled the present. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You have never spoiled the present. I think maybe one time I spoiled a present. But again, it was wrapped in a Walmart bag. So, I mean, you, you couldn't tell by that. I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. I, think, I think probably about... Uh, 70% of the presents that I've gotten from you have been wrapped in a Walmart bag. Yep. And part of the reason is, is because the, all of the first 30 happened before the first Walmart bag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, you ready to get into the meat of the section? Yes. All right. We're going to go to a quick break and we will be right back. All right, so when I contacted you earlier this week, Jeb, uh, I wanted to do an episode with you on uh, 
uh, one of the shows that we both kind of grew up watching, or at least for me, trying to watch. Yeah. Uh, so we we both got introduced to Naruto probably when we were in our late elementary, early middle school age. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember when I found it, I think I, think I saw the first episode the moment it came to Cartoon Network. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, I kind of dropped it for a little while. And then you had watched through most of the show and got me back into it. Yep. And the more that I've watched it, especially in the Shippuden era. Oh, I love Shippuden. Oh, dude, Shippuden's so good. Like, the original's fine and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I think Shippuden is what takes it uh, above the average anime and yeah. makes it one of the really good ones. Yeah. So one of the things that I've noticed that is I've noticed that in the Shippuden era especially – there are actually quite a few Christian themes that are very prominent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, what, what's some of the big ones that you've noticed? Because you've watched the show more than me. Okay. And uh, you followed it, you've, you, you've followed it more intently longer than I have. So what are some of the big ones that you've noticed? Um, the big one I've noticed, and for those listening who are going to find me on YouTube, I do a, the Let's Play of the Naruto Storm series. Yeah, um, very fun I, series. And I talked about this at the end, towards the ending of the uh, the first game. Whenever Naruto and Sasuke are fighting, the first time at the Valley of, Valley of N, this is more of part one, but this leads for the rest of the show, is how far Naruto is willing to go to pursue Sasuke and to mm-hmm. bring him back. And I forgot the Bible verse. You'll have to remind me of the reference. But it's at the Last Supper. Jesus is with his disciples, and he's telling them... Um, no greater love than this than a man would lay down his life for his friend. And you see mm-hmm. that throughout right. the show that Naruto was willing to die for Sasuke. There's a yes. point after the pain arc where um, Killer B students are trying to track down Killer B because this is the point of the show where Sasuke goes completely crazy. Right. And he kidnapped Killer B. He joined the Akatsuki, kidnapped Killer B, or supposedly, but. The students didn't know that, and Naruto was like, you can beat the snot out of me until you are satisfied. And mm-hmm. th- there's just one point where you see, like, one of Killer B's students just wailing on him until she is satisfied, to which one, her fellow student had to be like, hey, th- that's enough. We got we got to go. We don't want to cause a scene. To which her mm-hmm. student was like, I am not satisfied, but I am, but that's enough for now. And it's just mind-boggling to the point where before the before the whole war arc starts, Naruto talks to Sasuke to get his answer. To he pretty much says, "I am willing to take all of your hate," mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Oh, I love that." That that honestly is one of the most powerful parts of the story, and I think it is one of the moments that is probably the closest to a uh, a faith based storyline that you can get. Yeah, I mean because. I mean, we look at the things that uh, that Jesus was put through just when he was on the earth. Yeah. I mean, this is not including, like, uh, the crap that we put him through all the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he took ridicule from people within his own town, people he grew up with, people that saw him, mm-hmm. people that knew better than to uh, believe the things that the Pharisees were saying about him. Yeah. And it drove him to the point where he said, hey, uh, 
where he was talking about how a prophet was not accepted in his own town. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's depressing to see how uh, rejected he was continuously over and over, but his love overpowers all of the hatred in the world. Yeah. There's a reason why he says so confidently, I have overcome the world because he has. Yeah. There, there's no hatred in this world that is able to overpower the love and the compassion that he has. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I forgot how exactly how many times it said that Jesus had compassion on the people. And then immediately right after that, he's telling them about the kingdom of God and he's healing. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. He throws a couple of tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rightly so. I think though. Yes. Uh, However, though, I mean, like, it, it's impossible to read the scriptures accurately and to ignore how overflowing his love is throughout the time that he's on the earth. Yeah. And one of the, one of the other big ones that I think is incredibly pervasive is the th- continuous theme of redemption. Yes. Ugh. So, so... A, Go ahead and tell me a little bit about some of the characters we saw redeemed. Because one of the biggest ones I saw redeemed that really jumped out to me was Pain. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, I love that redemption arc. But I did not see that coming uh, at first when I was watching the series. But then when they when they hit to that segment and we see a moment of redemption for Pain, it it slayed me. Yeah. Because literally, all, like, even the big... Even the main big bad, I'm not talking about Kaguya. No one cares about Kaguya. But even Madara yeah. before the ending gets redeemed. And I love that. But that's that's jumping too far ahead. Um, I can safe to say that Naruto got redeemed a little bit. Yep, that's true. From being the outcast of the village, the only the demon fox that no one cared about, to being mm-hmm. the hero of the leaf, finally being accepted. With- that's right. And he had one before him as well. Uh, you had Gara. Gara. I mean, he's yeah. he's the reason that he's the reason that Gara went from the angsty outcast uh, to becoming the leader of an entire village. Yeah. And like, God, sorry. So when I think about these redemption arcs, I'm just baffled that there's just that good writing. Because right. Again, I will say a lot of people aren't. Um, big fans of the Takano Jutsu, which is Naruto's, you know, turning tables, like, you know, turning the character to the other side. And mm-hmm. to a point, I, I can see that. But that's the part of the show, though. Naruto it changing is. hearts. Like, you know, it is. how Jesus changes hearts. Mm-hmm. That's right. And how as long as someone is alive, there is a possibility for redemption. Yeah, and, I, and I think in this culture of of canceling people people have forgotten Mm -hmm. about that and i hate cancel culture like honestly like we would i hate cancel culture and it makes me worried especially having a platform to where people will look up to me through my youtube channel i am terrified of getting canceled Mm -hmm. and i hate that but i have to keep reminding myself that i that it is okay because i don't need their approval so if it does happen that's okay and people can be redeemed. I've already been re- redeemed through the blood of Jesus and because of his resurrection. Mm-hmm. But um, going back to the question at hand, um, Itachi redemption. Yes. Which, oh my gosh. 
Itaki was pretty much like <laughs> pretty much like a first Naruto, if I'm going to mix in my biblical terms with this anime. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, in the Bible we are taught that Jesus is a second Moses or a second Adam. So but um yeah, Itachi tried to do exactly what Naruto did, take the entire hatred of his clan by not only getting rid of them on orders of the village, but also taking the whole going the route of a rogue ninja because to protect his brother. And even though he did nothing wrong, it was his clan that was the in the wrong. He was willing to be looked at as the villain and take their right. hatred. But he talked to Naruto about it right when the war started, that the only reason Itachi failed where Naruto can still succeed is Naruto had the backing up of all of his friends and family. Right. And that's... Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that every one of Naruto's major villains was redeemed at some point. Zabuza was, Gara was, Sasuke eventually. <laughs> yes. Um... Obito, Madara, Pain. Yeah, no, I do think all of the major villains were redeemed. Yes. And that, that's honestly what's most powerful to me is because as long as Naruto is able to, and as long as he's the one on the front line, he doesn't stop trying to reach that redemption. Exactly. Now, And that's what... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, with pain, though, it was interesting because he even said, I don't, I did not know what I was going to do to you until I mm. heard your story. Because yeah. up to that point, he was still willing to kill and get revenge on Jiraiya. Right. But it was after hearing Payne's story that he understood and he was willing to change his heart by telling him, I am the person in that book. My namesake is that character in this, in this book that our master wrote. And because mm -hmm. of that, I'm going to take this path that my master wrote. And it just hurts so much to... It hurts a lot to watch these characters suffer through so much pain. And then to have to wrestle with, like, all of the evil things that they've committed yeah. along the way. But it is beautiful that you have at least one character for each one of them that doesn't care. Yeah. And I think that's, that's probably one of the most important parts about uh, the Naruto redemption stuff. He doesn't care the darkness that people have committed mm -hmm. because his purpose is to bring redemption and to bring restoration to those around him. Yeah. Even like, even to the people that he's detested throughout the series his purpose is not for selfish gain. Yeah. At the end of the day, he is uh, the sacrificial one who takes the beatings, who takes the hatred himself so that he can bring others back to humanity. Yeah. And I want to talk about one more character that got redeemed that Go for it. we haven't talked about yet. And people normally forget. And it's because of, I'm not going to lie, the fight was lackluster. Neji. Yeah. Yeah. Neji was so filled with hatred about the ranking of the clan and being, you know, the branch family that even though he was supposed to be the one who protected the main family, he was willing. He almost killed Hinata and the tuning exams, mm. but fighting with Naruto, talking with Naruto. And this is another thing people have issue with because, you know, 
Neji's talking about destiny and everyone's destiny is, you know, already set in stone where Naruto's trying to fight against that. Don't you just love determinism? Yeah. But then the show goes back around and shows, yeah, Naruto was a, was destined to have all these great things because mm-hmm. of who his father was, because he was a reincarnation of the Sage of Six Path son, because, you know, he had the nine tails, you know? And it's like, yeah, I, I get that. But the message is still the same, though. We have to see what the message was. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Naruto could be hypothetically a self-proclaimed hypocrite. <laughs> However, that w- at that point of writing of the story, Naruto did not know any of this, and he wasn't going to let Destiny ruin his life. Because as he mentioned, if Destiny is so important, I should not be a ninja. Because every year in the Ninja Academy, I had to do the Shadow Clone Jutsu, where he just showed mastery over it and the tuning exam. Right. But yeah, Neji's redemption is really cool too because we see someone hatred of families, a hatred of family and cousins and aunts and uncles be erased because of a misunderstanding of events that happened. Because Neji mm-hmm. thought his father died because it was his duty to protect the main family. When after the tuning exams, he found he finds out that he was willing to die not for the main branch, but he was willing to die for his brother. Yeah. Yeah. So just a couple of the themes, guys. I mean, if, if we really took the time, we could dive into a whole lot more, but those are the, those are really some of the major themes that are very present throughout Naruto. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid I'm going to have to get going because a uh, dog is losing his brains right now. I, I hear he is, he is needy as heck. So Sasuke, again, I'll try to keep this brief because I know you have to get going, but Sasuke is also one of those important characters. Sasuke, mm-hmm. People complain about Sasuke's character art, but I think it is, was done flawlessly. Mm-hmm. I compare it to Prince Zuko's character art. I, I can agree to this sentiment. Starting as a hero, knowing what... He had a goal. His goal was always to kill Itachi. Starting right. as a hero, though, starting with the good side, realizing he wasn't good enough or strong enough, went to the dark side, realized he was more powerful than his dark master, Orochimaru, kills Orochimaru, go kills Itachi, finds out Itachi was really good, decides to turn on the leaf because, you know, trauma. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. So goes, decides to, um, decides to kill, um, dis- destroy the leaf, kill, kill the, the elders of the leaf to get revenge on Itachi. Finds out, you know, with the reanimation, Itachi's alive, works with Itachi to stop Kabuto, and he forges his own path, which still is not a good one, but it's to basically restart everything, start a revolution, and only Naruto is able to stop him, which is where the final battle comes in, which is one of my favorite battles. Have you seen Mm -hmm. it yet, Steven? Uh, I have not. You need to, because it's flawless. But, and it's just really cool seeing Sasuke's character go from, you know, edgy edge lord to semi edgy edge lord to full out prey ah sorry sasuke's redemption so good too yes and it's been the whole point of the story i think you and i've had a couple conversations that even with everything else that goes on throughout the rest of the story the whole purpose of naruto and of everything that happens is to bring sasuke's redemption yes and i love that yes Ah, so much depth. So yeah, we highly recommend you guys uh, tune in and watch some Naruto. Uh, if you 
if you really don't want to watch through the entire show, because it's a very long show with a lot of filler, look up a filler list and uh, just watch a lot of the main episodes. Unless, is the segment with Asuma uh, technically filler? Nope, that is canon. That was in oh. that was in the manga. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, even if you just want to watch some like highlight clips, find somebody who knows the show, who can just show you some of the main segments to check out. We highly recommend it. Uh, granted, it might be a, a little too weird for some audiences, but if that's honestly, if that's too weird for you, you have not seen my neighbor Totoro yet. <laughs> Ain't that weird truth? Yeah. But anyways, I heard, highly encourage you guys check that out. Jeb, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me, Stephen. It was really fun. Thanks. We're gonna have to do this some some other time later. We should. We should. All right. Well, friends, I will see y'all next time. Take care. Stay safe. Stay safe. Oh Lord, I need to go back to bed. Just we'll just see y'all. Deuces and God bless, guys.